So a couple of weeks ago, I was talking with my stepmom because she uh, went to Kroger with my dad and then she sent me a video that she got like these little baggies full of like, I guess they're like little Avenger toys, like those toys you get in those little plastic ball dispensers, you know, the ones where like you put in a quarter, you turn it, and then like a little capsule comes out and has like a little toy in it. Well, she got like a Walmart, no, sorry, not Walmart, a Kroger bag like full of them and she, and she sent me a text you know asking if, if, if i want them and i was like oh no i'm gonna go I'm, i mean because i'm like what what can i do with them but i do appreciate the thought but then we got then we got talking about how about like how we tend to hold, hold on to kid stuff like she mentioned about my stepbrother jt and how he used to like want to collect i forgot i forgot what but i mean i mean it was kitty stuff so then that got me wondering why do some people, as they get older, hold on or still do kid stuff? Collecting, playing, playing with Legos, that kind of stuff. Is it the nostalgia? Do they want to try and keep in touch with their inner child so it doesn't get lost as they get older and more mature? I mean, honestly, I mean, if it's like one or, or the other or both, I kind of get it. Like, it's it's sort of like a security blanket, almost. Of, of like, yeah, you know, things are changing, you're getting older, a lot more responsibilities, you know, having to work a lot, having to stress about making money and all this stuff, deadlines, you know, all the usual grown-up bullshit we have to deal with. So maybe it helps to try and keep in touch with your inner child. It, it lets you know that even though you're an adult, you're having to do a lot more adult stuff, you can still be a kid sometimes. It's not all the time. Think about that. Hello, ladies and men of the gentle. Welcome to a new episode of the Sam Toss Nerdy Podcast. I hope everyone's doing well out there, you know, staying cool, being happy, enjoying the summer. I'm doing pretty good. I went to go visit my college campus I'll, I'll be going to in August. It was a really cool tour. I was supposed to be in, in a big, bigger group, but apparently they all flaked because I got there like maybe a few minutes before two and no one else else was there so we waited till 210 and no one else showed up so we i just had a pretty much my own private tour it was really awesome i watched space jam 2 on last friday and honestly i enjoyed it i don't see why people are upset about it i mean i mean i'm 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 pretty sure it's like you know those people who are like oh the original superior and it is I, i i will not deny that but it's just you know, it's those people who are just like sticklers, the Warner Brother haters. But it was fun, you know. LeBron James did a pretty pretty good job. I mean, I will say it felt like one big Warner Brothers commercial because they have like all the properties, not just the Looney Tunes. It felt like a, a, a commercial for all, all the properties, but like centered around the Looney Tunes. Which I maybe I kind of get because you know, the Looney Tunes have, haven't really been at the forefront for a long time, so they probably were worried that they can't really carry their own movie. But even though, like, yeah, it felt like one big a- advertisement. It was, they still had some funny moments. I mean, we had like cameos from Rick and Morty. We had a whole sequence set in the whole DC animated cartoon universe, which was really cool. Got to see, you know, the Bruce Timm style, Green Lantern, Superman, Wonder Woman, Batgirl. No, that was really cool. And Don Cheadle, he made a pretty good villain for, for this film. I mean, I probably prefer him over, I think, I think it's Whack Hammer, Smack Hammer. You know, the villain of the first one, played by Dane DeVito. But honestly, I don't see why people don't like it. I mean, yes, it has its problems, but it's not 
awful. I mean, people are calling it like an abomination, a catastrophe, but I'm like, clearly they haven't seen something like Cats or Catwoman with Halle Berry. I mean, come on. There are a lot worse movies out there than Space Jam 2. I mean, for crying out loud, people. Anyways, so last week I did a comic one-on-one over at Yana Belova. So this week I'm going to talk about my thoughts on the Black Widow movie. I mean, I would have done it last week, but I kind of want to give me some time to gather my thoughts and truly find out how I feel about the movie. And plus, yeah, I didn't want to spoil it for anybody, so I gave it, you know, a couple weeks or so. But with that said and done, let's get into it. So, let me start with my overall thoughts. I enjoyed it. I've seen people say it was bland, boring, but I honestly was invested the whole time. Even though I knew, kind of like, we all knew what, what was going to happen, you know. that She was going to reunite with her fixed spy family, stop the threat, and then it, and then set up her going off to find Captain America and, and all, all the stuff that leads to her in Infinity War. However, even though I enjoyed it, I also think it's definitely not one of the best movies the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe has to offer. Anyways, let's get deeper into my actual thoughts on the films, and let's start with my positives. I really did like getting a glimpse into Black Widow's past, because up until the movie, we only got mentions from her, that whole nightmare dream sequence in, in Age of Ultron where Scarlet Witch kind of got in her head. It was also nice to see, you know, Scarlett Johansson in, you know, in the spotlight, and not just a secondary character in a team-up movie or in a, another character's film, like, like Iron Man 2, Captain America and Winter Soldier... And plus, how cool is it that we actually got the details on what happened in Budapest? Because we, we've heard about it so many times, and we're like, what happened in Budapest? And we find out what actually happened in Budapest, and honestly, that should have been the movie. Just have it take place during Phase 1, like maybe before first Iron Man, have it be about Black Widow and Hawkeye, and them trying to survive Budapest after what she did. That would have been cool. Y'all know it's really enjoyable for me, as well for a lot of viewers, I take it. I really look forward to seeing her more in, in, in the MCU, and I really can't wait to see how her and Hawkeye play out, because it looks like they're going to be enemies when she appears in the Hawkeye Disney Plus series. The action, for what little we got, was awesome. I really enjoyed the Taskmaster fight scenes, mainly because they felt very true to the comics, with him or her countering Black Widow's moves with their own moves, or with a move from another Avenger... They were really well done. The villain, Dreykov, was a pretty good villain. I mean, he was so evil and creepy. It just worked, honestly. I mean, like, it didn't it didn't feel forced or, or some type of, like, feminist propaganda or agenda. Like, no, this dude was, like, the actual worst with how he was running the Red Room. I mean, come on. How's it not creepy to have your own assassins affected by your own scent? Like, literally, they smell you, and they can't do anything to harm you. Like, how's that not creepy? I mean, it's genius, but how is that also not creepy? Now, let's talk about the neutrals. I wish we got more Red Guardian, and he was portrayed in a better light. Nothing against David Harbour. He was awesome. It's just, the film made him look like an oaf. This, this is supposed to be the Russian equivalent to Captain America. He needs to feel like Captain America. I mean, yeah, we can probably chalk it up to... Him being delusional after his time in time in prison, but I just did wish they did him a lot better. David Harbour has said that there are whispers of him coming back as Red Guardian, and Kevin Feige has said that you know if they ever introduce a new character, you know they do keep they do have them in mind 
you know, to bring, to bring him back. So hopefully we'll see Red Garden again, hopefully in a lot better light, and maybe with the Winter Guard, who are the Russian Avengers, basically. Melina, Black Widow, and Yano's fake spy mom felt kind of pointless in my opinion. Just, she was hardly in the movie, and she didn't really provide much to the plot other than to get them all geared up and to tell them about the Red Room and what's controlling the Black Widows, but other than that, she was pointless. Like, she honestly could have had just been taken out of the movie ent entirely. Or ha have her be the villain of Black Widow instead, because in the comics, she's a villain called the Iron Maiden. So, if you think about it, maybe she could have taken the place of Taskmaster, and the Taskmaster could have been safe for an another film and done correctly. Now, let's get into the negatives. And my biggest one is obviously about Taskmaster. The reveal was just a letdown. I mean, the second they mentioned Dracov's daughter, you're like... Oh, she's Taskmaster. I knew it. They did a gender bend on us. I mean, people are are, put, are putting the reveal like right up there with the uh, manager reveal in Iron Man three. How Nick Fury lost his eye. The Ralph Boner thing in Wandavision. I mean, yeah, people are kind of uh, upset about that. Yeah, there there's some people who are okay with the reveal, but I am a loyal Taskmaster fan, so I'm kind of bummed that we didn't get a accurate Taskmaster. I did read an interview where the writer revealed that, that Tony Masters, the actual Taskmaster, was in, was in an early draft of the story, but was written out because they couldn't make him work with the whole Red Room plot, which I call bull, honestly. I mean, how, how hard is it to have him be a mercenary that they use to handle the Black Widows, or just don't do the Red Room plot, or have him be tied to Budapest? I mean, it's not that hard. Like, seriously, I thought of that, and, and I'm not even like a scriptwriter. It's not that hard. It really makes you wonder if, like, if the people who, who write these films are actual fans of of comic books. Or if uh, they're doing it for the, uh, the hot dollar. The bright side about this is, if there's a bright side, that Tony Masters is still on, on, on the table to show up at some point in the movie. Just because Antonia was, was Taskmaster doesn't mean she owns the Taskmaster name. So, maybe in the future we could get a whole Mandarin thing where... They give us a true, accurate Taskmaster. And lastly, the film just felt oddly placed. I mean, it's after Civil War, but it's released after Endgame. When she died. I mean, just, was it all Sebiana and Hawkeye? And what, what's your name from Falcon and Winter Soldier's doing? I mean, honestly, if they release it after Civil War and then show that incredible credit scene of Yana at at, uh, at Natasha's grave, that would have been like a cool little whole, all, uh, whole like, like, oh man, how'd she die? What happened between her leaving to go find Captain America and Yana visiting her grave? I mean, that would have been an awesome way to execute the movie. Now, with all this said, is this a mandatory watch? And well, that's up to you. While it does feel kind of pointless and oddly placed. It does set a few things like Yelena going after Hawkeye, where Natasha got her green vest in Infinity War, but yet those details don't really feel important to explain. Like, who cares about where she got a green vest and why Yelena and Hawkeye are fighting in the Hawkeye Disney Plus series? But if you are someone who wants to get the whole story, then yes, definitely you might want to watch Black Widow. But do it through the uh, whole timeline thing they have on on Disney Plus, where they have all the films in 
chronological order, starting with Captain America the First Avenger and ending with, I think it's Falcon and Winter Soldier. They just added the Disney Plus shows to the timeline. Alright, that will be it for this week. Thank you all for listening. I always appreciate the listens. Please follow me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or on Spotify. They will be linked down in my description. Please leave me a five-star rating and a review where you can because it helps the algorithm put my pockets out there for more people to listen to. Feel free to leave me a voice message on Anchor. I'll have that link down in the description. You know, just tell me what you thought, thought about Black Widow, how's your day been, updates about your life, that kind of thing. And until next time, stay happy, stay well. Don't join a Russian spy organization. Don't kill people. Don't become Taskmaster. And I will see you all next time. Peace out.